Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your host, The Madman, and let me tell you something, all you people complaining about when the podcasts get dropped, okay? All right, you're getting a free podcast, okay? You're getting a free podcast. I'm, you know, cry me a river, you turd gobblers. I don't care. You know, you're getting it for free. The only people who deserve to berate me about the timing of my, the, uh, what I release are people over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. They have the right to say, hey, how come something didn't get released on time? Because I guarantee you, the Patreon customers always get the stuff on time. You freebies, you, you, you have no right. You have no right to complain. You have no right. But if you do want to complain, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. Damn, 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 I miss baseball. I don't know about you, but we're supposed to be coming up in the All-Star break. You know, we're supposed to, this is supposed to be the point where we're like halfway through a season of baseball. And we missed it all because of this COVID nonsense. And I can't help but wonder what Minneapolis would look like today if all those people had Twins games to attend. Maybe they had something better to do than destroy their own city. I wonder what Atlanta would look like if the Braves were playing the Nationals. You know, would there even be a Chop or a Chaz, whatever you want to call it, at all, if the Mariners were still playing? If they were playing all through the spring and into the summer? Sure, I understand. People don't want to get sick. I get that. But, you know, I understand that baseball is going to be returning sometime soon. I heard in the news today that, you know, the Nationals should be starting warm-ups, I guess, sometime next week. And, but, you know, I can't, I can't help but feel cheated out of my baseball. <coughs> Excuse me. And I know you basketball fans out there, I'm not a fan of basketball. I know you basketball fans out there are pretty mad about what happened to the basketball season. And I can appreciate that. Even though I don't like basketball, I have my sport, and I'm sure you have yours as well. So, And I, 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 can, I can understand the feeling that a lot of these sports fans are be, going to be cheated. Now, I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm pretty sure these Democrats want to keep this lockdown in effect all the way to November. And you know why. All right. All the way to the election. So I don't know how much this is going to affect football as well. But I feel cheated. I feel cheated out of my baseball. Now, here's the thing. I, you could say that I'm underplaying the, I'm not taking COVID-19 seriously. You could say that, absolutely. But I'm not afraid of sickness or death. And that's a long story. You can get into some other time. All right. But if my doctor said to me, you're going to die in five years if you don't stop eating cheeseburgers and pizza, I would say, oh, well, and go get another pizza. Because I'd rather live five years being able to eat cheeseburgers and pizza than 20 years eating only lettuce. I know it's a crappy metaphor, but I don't know what to tell you. You know, we can't have baseball. We can't go to church. We can't celebrate July 4th. But you can, all, all because of this, uh, this illness, this corona illness. But you can't have Black Lives Matter slash Antifa rallies. You could pull down statues. That's okay, apparently. But now they're telling us we can't celebrate the 4th of July. Um, up your nose with a rubber hose. Up your nose with a rubber hose. I'm a proud American, and I'll be damned if someone's going to tell me I cannot celebrate the 4th of July. And that's the whole point of today's podcast. God bless America. 
But I do feel cheated out of my baseball, and baseball is a part of America. It's a uniquely American sport, and I love it. Oh, shut up, you whiny British people. I understand it's originally called rounders or something like that, but, you know, you, you, you glommed on to cricket, all right? Cricket. I'll never understand that. And the Canadians with the curling, don't get me started. And all you people rioting in other countries, you know, pulling down statues in other countries, I know you want to be cool like America, but, I, you know, you just look like real idiots. Real idiots. You're pulling down uh, Winston Churchill statues. You just look like copycats. You want to be as cool as the U.S. Everyone wants to do what the U.S. is doing. Anyway, I know we're going to have an abbreviated season of baseball. That has very much to do with everything with baseball. I know we're going to have an abbreviated season of baseball, but I do feel cheated. And uh, I understand that, you know, they're going to be playing in empty stadiums, which seems like a waste to me. I don't I don't like that idea. I mean, I, you know, maybe I don't take this COVID thing very seriously at all. I haven't worn a mask yet. OK, unless it was part of a, a job. I, you know, I had to wear a mask at a job in order to have the job. That makes sense to me. But in my own personal life, no, I'm not wearing a mask. I trust I trust my immune system. You know, I've been sick before. I think I can handle it. I'm not in, that, in an at-risk group, so I frequently uh, wash my system out with, uh, with alcohol. I smoke. So I'm, I think I'm going to be okay. You know, I, believe me, I'm more scared of my habits than COVID. So Independence Day is right around the corner. And so I just want to talk to you about your rights. Let's start talking about your rights because a lot of what I love about America has to do with our rights, all the rights that you have, all the rights that I have. And uh, it doesn't matter that the color of your skin doesn't matter. We all have these rights that I'm about to uh, tell you all about. So let's talk, with, uh, talk about Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Did you just tell me to shut up? Anything you say can be used. Anything you, can, anything you say can and will be used in a court of law. Oh, I thought you were saying I talk too much. Maybe I do. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed to you. No shit. I bet it's a D-level student, though. He was like the last, last guy that graduated in his class, barely squeaked by. The public defender. I'm sure that's the kind of guy. Guys who got A's. I'm sure they got, like, got good firms or something like that, right? Guys who barely pass law school. They're the public defenders. And that's how it goes. But here's the point of the Miranda rights. The Miranda rights are designed to uh, protect you. You know, if someone starts reading your rights, you feel bad because, uh, okay, maybe I'm about to be arrested. And usually you are at that point. Uh, you could be warned about your Miranda rights, uh, but that, that's kind of a different thing. That's like if you're being questioned by the police, but you're not necessarily a suspect. You know, you could be, uh, even if you're like not a part of the crime, you're just like a witness. You have these rights. It's like uh, if you're afraid of like incriminating yourself. And that's the point of the right to remain silent. The right to remain silent is like, you know, if you're, if you're going to come and get in my squad car and the whole time <laughs> you're arrested, you're sitting there, yeah, I killed that bitch and I pissed in her hair too. You know, the cop's going to testify to that in court. Okay. So they read these rights to <laughs> the picture of a killer. Just like, how can I make this worse? I'll piss in her hair. Anyways, but <laughs> uh, that's kind of the point is that these rights are set up to protect you. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And so they're telling you right out the bat, is, right out the bat that, you know, um, you, you need to watch out for yourself. You need to protect yourself. And that's looking out for you. And the right to an attorney, attorneys cost money. You know, they spend a lot of time going to school, spend a lot of money going to school 
and get a degree, even if they're a CD student, you know, and they barely squeaked by and graduated. Okay. Even if they're the public defender, you know, their time is valuable because their education is valuable because of situations like this. And so I, I just want you to know is like these rights are looking out for your back. That it is amazing that they will provide you a professional lawyer to defend you. And people don't understand how revolutionary that is in the, in, when it comes to governments and societies. That is a lot of looking out for the average Joe. There's a, a lot of looking out for the, for the accused. I think the Miranda rights are great. I think that, you know, uh, the whole, it helps support the whole concept of innocent until proven guilty. And that's the whole point of a court of law is you need to prove somebody's guilt, even if it's obvious or if you think it's obvious. So I like the Miranda rights. I like them a lot. So um, I want to move on. I want to move on to the Bill of Rights. This is my favorite part of our rights is like uh, the Bill of Rights. So I'm going to go through these, uh, these, uh, the first 10 amendments to the Constitution of the United States, also known as the Bill of Rights. I'm going to, start re- I'm going to read them to you. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to the Bill of Rights and like documents like the Constitution and so forth, it's, um, they're law documents. I'm not a lawyer, you know, and a lot of this is legalese and so forth. Uh, it, and it's like, it's not even like modern legalese. It's, you know, like uh, 18th century legalese. It's not great. Eh, no, it's pretty awesome. They're pretty revolutionary concepts uh, that happened in the world here in the Western Hemisphere in the United States that changed the world for the better. And a lot of it has to do with the Bill of Rights. Let's talk about the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Now, a lot going on in that one. There's a lot going on in the First Amendment, and that's why this this amendment is uh, the most talked about, because it's probably the most important one, and that's probably why it's number one. So it it covers so much. I mean, no respected establishment of religion or or uh, prohibition of religion is where we get the entire idea of a separation of church and state. This is the only, uh, I think this is the only phrase uh, that even mentions the separation of church and state. But the idea is that, you know, they came from the old world where they had like the Church of England and they had the Vatican. They can understand that um, a government like that, that has like respects a certain religion um, could lead to a thing called theocracy. Do you know what a theocracy is? Iran. Iran is a theocracy. Okay, they're not great. They're not great governments. Okay, you don't want you don't want the Pharisees and the Sadducees running your town. Okay, oh, that's a sin. Throw rocks at them until they're dead. That that doesn't seem very progressive to me. <laughs> oh man. And okay, let's. And that's just that's just the the religion thing. The separation of religion. It's like they're not prohibiting religion, and they're respecting no establishment of religion. All right, you would not want to be part of a government that respected the like Scientology or the Mormons. Not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being in any of those religions. I'm just just saying they're 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 a little weird. They're a little weird. All right. All right. Let's talk about the freedom of speech, which is my favorite part of this. Uh, freedom of speech includes 
hate speech. All right. So if you if you want to go out there and say that Care Bears, Care Bears are inferior to humans, they're inferior to humans. You could say that all day, and then you can know it's like that's the guy, that's the guy that thinks Care Bears are are not humans. They're not. You're not human, Care Bear. You're not human. See, I could just toss. It's not. It's a non-human. It doesn't matter. Make sure the dog doesn't get. <laughs> There's a dog in here. Okay, so um, that's the point. But you got to you got to deal with the Care Bears staring at you. I mean, if you do want to say that Care Bears aren't human, then uh, you got to deal with them staring at you. That's just that's just the way law of <laughs> speaking your mind. So I think that hate uh, freedom of speech includes hate speech. That way you can know it's like okay, there's there's a hateful person. I guess I can unfollow that hateful person if I want. I don't have to listen to that if I don't want to. But it's out there and you can know where it is. You don't want it you don't want uh hate being talking about spoken about in private rooms, you know, in board in like secretive board meetings or you know what like shady people do and sinister, you know, they got their cloak they sneak into the rooms and then they talk about their hate. You don't want that happening. You want the people out out front so you can <laughs> you can put them all about all up out, out on front street so you know where they are and you know what you're dealing with. And I think that that freedom of speech includes anything short of I like uh I think Ben Shapiro said it best. It's like I, I can swing my fists as wildly as I want up to like an inch of your face. You know. As soon as you make contact, then then there's hate. And it's, I think that that's what freedom of speech is. And so all these people out there trying to like uh, truncate the freedom of speech, saying you can't say this, you can't say that. I mean, there's no reason I'd ever want to say the N-word, but I can say it if I want to. Joe Rogan said it a bunch, apparently. I saw a clip or some, some asshole like clipped every time he, Joe Rogan said the N-word. That sounds like a nightmare. That's a lot of editing. You know, and, and I... I I'm not saying that Joe Rogan is right or wrong for having used such words or anyone or even Paula Dean, whoever uses like that kind of language. You know, I think you have the right to say it, but you know, you're going to have to deal with a Care Bear staring at you. All right. Freedom of speech. Love it. it. Covers everything that you can say. Every word you could say. I mean, I think that freedom of speech even, even covers gibberish. Like, who Covered by the freedom of speech, even though it means nothing at all. And most speech means nothing at all. It's just, they're just words. It's not like that share song. Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes. Yeah, if you're a whiny little bitch, words can wound you. Where'd you go to school? How'd you get through school if you think words are weapons? All right, let's talk about the freedom of the press. Now, here's what I love about the freedom of the press is that anybody can be the press. You know, uh, you can make an organization and become a or- press organization. You earn a name for yourself. Then you could be CNN one day, you know, and the freedom of the press means that uh, CNN can continue CNNing. MSNBC can, t- can continue MSNBCing. As a conservative who knows that these are lib- like just uh uh, propaganda arms of the Democratic Party. As a conservative who has that opinion, I I would like to get my news elsewhere. But every single organization, whether it's Fox News, whether it's MSNBC, whether it's Alex Jones, Gavin McInnes, 
Milo Yiannopoulos, everyone, Tim Pool, everyone has the right to be, I think freedom of press covers, it's like an extension, freedom of the press is an extension of the freedom of speech. The idea is, is that they wanted people to be able to, um, if they wanted to print out like something like the king sucks, <laughs> what was it, Thomas Paine? Thomas Paine, it was like common sense. You know, they didn't want governments stopping the uh, the the freedom of the people to use the printing press as a way to uh, disseminate information. And that's what freedom of the press is all about. Because when they wrote this, you know, they didn't have the internet. They had the printing press. And the printing press was the way to disseminate information to the masses. Now you could just get updates, you know, you get the notifications <laughs> on your phone. And that's why the freedom of the press is just as important today. And respecting the freedom of the press on the internet is just as important today as it was in the 1700s. All right, I think that pretty much covers the, the First Amendment. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the Second Amendment. We have to go fast through the news worth knowing. Who knows? Um, Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I know a lot of people like get hung up on the whole militia thing when it comes to the Second Amendment. Um, but, you know, hey, we need weapons. It's a dangerous world we live in. I mean, even before guns, people were carrying knives and swords. And that was like everybody because you might run into a wolf in the woods or something like that on the way to grandma's house with your little red riding hood. And it's like, oh, little red riding hood, she didn't have a weapon. She did. She didn't have a knife or nothing. Anyway, so I know a lot of people get hung up on the militia thing, a well-regulated militia. Um, but the militia is not a military or the, is not the military or the National Guard. People want to say it's like, well, we have a military. We have a National Guard. Why do we need the right to bear arms if we have a way to defend ourselves that way? It's like you have to understand that the military and the National Guard takes their orders from the federal government. Excuse me. And so we, the people, have to reserve the right to form a militia if needed, if our government becomes tyrannical, like if the Democrats really, really took power and they start telling, like abridging what you can say, start censoring the internet like crazy, like China censors the internet. You know, so if the government gets tyrannical, we the people have to reserve the right to form a militia. Now, I have bad news for you in that regard. Yeah, you want to ban bump stocks and all that so we don't have fully automatic weapons? Okay, fine. I'm, I'm okay with our semi-automatic rifles, but I, I just want to remind you that the, the military and the National Guard has like flamethrowers, tanks, surface-to-air missiles, <laughs> drones, okay? Even if, we, even if we had like everything that was commercially available <laughs> out there, the private citizens couldn't afford enough to counteract the spending that military of any nation, to counter the spending that any nation does on its military and the kind of technology they have at their disposal. So if we have to go up against a tyrannical government, it doesn't look good for us because they have flamethrowers, tanks, and missiles that come out of the sky, drop out of space, tungsten rods, dropped out of orbit, onto your head. So yeah, we'll keep the rifles. We'll keep the semi-automatic pistols. God bless them. <clears throat> All right, let's go on to the Third Amendment. Now, uh, those are the two exciting ones. The, the first and the second amendment are the really exciting ones. But we'll cover them all. 
The Third Amendment. No, no soldier shall in time of peace be quarantined in any house without co- the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. And I think the manner in which they prescribe by law is sort of like, yeah, in a time of war, you can quarter soldiers in somebody's home, but you have to pay the owner for it. But the reason why this uh, amendment came about, the Third Amendment, was people were sick of a limey banging on their door. Open up in the name of the king. Open up in the name of the king. And they open the door. Like, What's going on? It's like, oh, we have a bunch of British soldiers here to fight all the revolutionaries you got <laughs> in this somewhere in this town. Um, we see you have a full house here. So we're only going to quarter 12 soldiers in your home. Be sure you keep them fed. Nigel, lead the squad in. People were sick of that, and that was going on during the revolutionary times, during that that era. It's like all these British troops are coming into like Boston and New York and stuff like that, and they're putting them up in in people's homes based upon orders of the king. Now the king was my, uh, thousands of miles away, you know, and that's a big reason why the revolution started and why it started revolutions all against the British Empire all over the world, is because the king was so far away and a whole bunch of like. Uh, uh, lime-eating bastards are uh, living in your house, farting in your daughter's room and shit. Yeah, so that's the Third Amendment. It's like they don't want to quarter people in your home. I think the last time people were quartered in uh, civilians' homes was in um, the Civil War. and uh, But most of them bivouacked. Uh, like they brought their own tents and so forth. They, they had their own living equipment, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Let's go to the Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against an unreasonable search and seizure shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Wow. Legalese. Legalese. Now, here's the thing. This is basically no unlawful search or seizure. All right. Now, when you have 12 British soldiers living in your house, there, a few of them are going to start rifling through your drawers and your closets. Okay. And that's just the fact of the matter. And if they find something they don't like, they could take it to their boss or something or just put it in their pocket, you know, or something they do like and they could put it in their pocket. If there's something they don't like, they could take it to their superior. And then all of a sudden you're being put on trial. Also, it means that uh, a police cannot come into your house just because they feel like there's something up with you. They have to have a probable cause. They have to have a reason to go in there. They have to have a warrant so that they know exactly what they're looking for and where they're searching it. It has to be in the warrant. And that's what this protects you from. Is so, um, I'm just going to look around your house, see if I find something illegal. And if you do, then you're in trouble. It's like, oh, this is technically illegal. You're under arrest. You know, and that's what this whole idea is about. You don't want illegal search and seizure. God bless. The Bill of Rights, spitting all over the microphone. Let's talk about the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. More legalese, but this is a, a kind of an important and uh, convoluted one, is uh, double jeopardy. 
You don't want to be tried try twice for the same crime, even though we, shall, we all should have double jeopardy to O.J. Simpson. We all know that. But, hey, Amendment 5 is on his side. So here's the thing. It's like uh, there's also another thing. The, the very first part is talking about uh, infamous crime and uh, land and naval forces and the militia. And this is all stems from what happened in 1807 in Norfolk, Virginia. It's called the USS Chesapeake and HMS Leopard Affair. And the HMS Leopard in 1807 um, uh, overtook and captured the, the USS Chesapeake, a U.S. frigate. I think it's a frigate. Yeah. And the, the Leopard was claiming it was looking for um, deserters, British deserters, sailors. And it took four of the sailors and oppressed them. And this incensed impressment was uh, where they would, uh, like pirates still do it these days, is if they capture somebody or they meet somebody and they, um, in a bar and they get them real drunk. And then the next thing you know, you take them onto the ship or, you know, you take a criminal, you make, you know, it's a way to get sailors if you need sailors. And that's where, uh, like, uh, how the British would like make up their crews is like a bunch of criminals and so forth. And so uh, uh, a lot of Americans were really upset about impressment and the press gangs that would go around, you know, just grabbing people to go serve in the British British Navy. They didn't like that. It's like you know, somebody's son got snatched up by the British. Now he's on some ship heading towards, uh, let's go with the Bahamas. I think the Brits controlled the Bahamas back then. Anyway, so... And also, it's like the no sh- private property shall be taken for public use. Like if the, like if soldiers want to camp out on your lawn, they got to compensate the uh, the person who owns the lawn. All right, let's go on. We're halfway through. Let's go to the number six. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy a right to a speedy trial, speedy and public trial by an impartial jury in the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have uh, been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted by the witnesses against him, to have a compulsory, uh, compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have assistance of counsel for his defense. This is where you get your right to an attorney. This is where you, uh, are, you, know, you, don't have to, you don't have to testify against yourself. They can't call you to like, testify against yourself. And uh, you have the right to face your accusers. You know? Good amendment. Number six, good amendment. Okay, cover, covers, yeah. And these are concepts that were new at a time. It's like, uh, and we take, these, we take these rights for granted. You know, a lot of these rights, we take them for granted in this day and age. It basically, it basically protects you by creating fair trials. And fair trials will protect the innocent, and that's the whole purpose, I think. It's like, you don't want innocent people going to jail, do you? I hear jail sucks. Let's go to the Amendment 7. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact uh, tried by a jury shall otherwise re-examined, shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of, of the United States than according to the rules of common law. This is trial by, trial by jury, basically. This means that you can face, uh, uh, I think it's an iffy amendment, because my peers are idiots and I don't think they should judge me. And so I think it, I think it, that being said, I'd say I'd rather be carried by six than tried by 12. Wait. Um, I mean, I'd rather have 12 people off the street decide my fate than a bitter and burnt out judge who is hungry. Okay. 
you know, before lunch. You know, if you you know if you see a judge like after lunch, you're more likely to get a lenient sentence. <laughs> so I'd rather have 12, 12 juries of my peers, even if I don't think they're peers. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Trial by jury, probably good good idea. All right, Amendment Eight: Excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. And this is so, you know, you don't get thrown in jail, like, and tortured. <laughs> you know, you don't want excessive bail. It's like, oh, he's a purse snatcher, but the judge doesn't like him, and so he makes the bail too high. Uh, this is kind of like a anti-corruption amendment. It keeps people, it's like, it, uh, we're all checking each other, you know? Excessive bail and cruel and unusual punishment. And that's why you get Netflix in prison, because prison, we're not monsters. All right, Amendment 9, the enumeration... In the, Constitution of, in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. All right, and so this is, a, this is the no rule can break another rule rule. Now, if you've ever uh, like played role-playing games, you'll have one of these rules. It's like this, no, none, no, none of these particular rules can break another rule. <laughs> so that's basically, it's kind of like the no wishing for more wishes thing. That's what, that's what the ninth one is. And the 10th Amendment the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by, its, by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. You know what that means? That means we are a, a republic. It's not ruled from the top down. It's ruled from your community up. You should be more concerned about the mayors you're electing into your office who are going to allow people to run roughshod over the streets. You should be more worried about that than you are who is at the top of the food chain. Donald Trump doesn't affect your life as much as your mayor does, as much as your community representatives, as much as your state legislature, as much as your governor. All right? You need to pay attention to that. This is a republic, and that's what the 10th Amendment is all about, is that it should be solved lowest, <laughs> lowest up. All right. If you have a court case, uh, court case, and all the you know the judges and stuff like that goes through your local courts, and then it goes up to state courts, and the state courts still like uh, Loving versus Virginia, and it has to, and they have to send it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But you have to understand that we live in a republic, and the republic, republic, ugh, the republic solves it at a lower level. All right. Now, when I was in the Navy, you don't take every single problem you have to your chief or your officer your division officer, all right? If I had a problem as a petty officer who had like two or three people under me and there was a problem between one of them, i try to solve it myself. If not, i go to my first class petty officer, all right? And if the first class petty officer can't handle it, I go to my chief. If my chief can't handle it, I go to my senior chief or my command master chief. And if they can't solve it, then you go to your division officer. And that's the way things are solved in the military and that's the way things should be solved in the United States. We live in a republic. And so that's my rant about the Bill of Rights. Do you understand these rights as I have read them to you? Good. I hope you have a pleasant and safe Independence Day. I love this country. <laughs> I had another rant about how I love this country, but I got to skip it today because I went a little long with the Bill of Rights. So let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing. Mm. I bet you just saw a stinger. So I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news, but uh, one of the funniest videos I've seen in about a month popped up over the last couple of days on the internet. Now, and you, have you heard about the St. Louis couple who brandished guns? <laughs> it, 
it was hilarious. And it was only hilarious because no one got hurt. So let's go into this story. A St. Louis couple was caught on camera brandishing guns in the front yard of their home while protesters passed through their private neighborhood. They are being investigated by a local law enforcement. Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the homeowners seen in the now viral video, are being investigated by the St. Louis Police Department and the city circuit uh, attorney, Kimberly Gardner, in the wake of Sunday night's confrontation. Gardner announced in a statement late Monday. <coughs> Excuse me. Quote, I am alarmed at the events that occurred over the weekend where pro- peaceful protesters eh, were met by guns and, and a violent assault, Gardner said. We must protect the right to peacefully protest and any attempt to chill it uh, through intimidation or threat of deadly force will not be tolerated. However, the McCloskey's attorney, Albert Watkins, saw the couple's, cla- saw the couple's clash with protesters differently. Under Missouri Castle Doctrine, a per- quote, a person has the right, an absolute unmitigated right to protect his or her castle or family while on their property, Watkins said. And in this particular fact situation, you have individuals who are acting on private property, trespassing as lawbreakers onto private property, damaging and destroying private property, and acting in a threatening and hostile fashion, such as to give rise to what a human being would consider to be placing them in a position of abject horror and certainly in a position of feeling a fear of imminent harm. They were scared. (laughs) Why do you have to use all those words, man? They were scared. Of course you'd be scared. Watkins insisted his clients did not arm themselves until the protesters entered their private property. They don't walk around with that shit. Quote, my my clients didn't sit on their front stoop with guns. (laughs) Who would do that? Uh, Quote, no firearms were on them at the time that they were as property owners standing in front of their home. Uh, It was not until basically they were in a position of seeing and observing violence, recklessness, lawbreaking, and knowing that the police were not going to be doing anything. Watkins also slammed Gardner's decision and said if she had read the McCloskey's police report from the incident, she would have recognized the pure folly of her suggestion that she was going to evaluate the case for criminal charges. Quote, if Kimberly Gardner wants to press charges uh, against two attorneys who are protecting their home and their family (laughs) and and themselves on their own property, I will tell you you that it will be nothing short of the proverbial clusterfuck. Where's the decorum gone in this country? Mark McCloskey, 63, said in a Tuesday morning interview that he and his wife and his home were threatened by a fringe group that accompanied protesters marching to the mayor's nearby home. There were people wearing body armor. One person pulled out a loaded pistol magazine. He clipped them together and said, you're next. McCloskey told NBC's Today Show. We were threatened with our lives, uh, threatened, uh, threatened with the house being burned down. Uh, video shows McCloskey holding a black long gun. It's like an M16 style weapon and uh, yelling private property. Get out now. Footage continues to clo- show McCloskey's wife, a 61 year old, 61 year old Patricia at times pointing the handgun at protesters and her own husband. <laughs> if you've seen the video and you know anything about how to handle firearms. Wow. You know, I know that the gun stores have been, uh, their products have been flying off the shelves and you know, a lot of people getting scared because of all these riots and you know people pulling down statues and crowds of bored people who are out of work wandering the streets. Yeah, you're going to get a bunch of inexperienced people with guns. And thank God nobody got hurt in this exchange and nothing happened. And that's why it's so funny is that you know it's just a, bu- a couple of idiots is like how does gun work? <laughs> Uh, the crowd going with the story. The crowd grew enraged after he told them to leave his property. 
This is what McCloskey said. But Daniel Shular, a photojournalist who witnessed the encounter, described in an interview how the situation went to another level, went to another level when McCloskey grabbed the gun. Uh, the McCloskeys called the St. Louis Police Department shortly before 7.30 p.m. on Sunday, according to an incident summary provided to Fox News by the department. They told arriving officers that they heard a commotion, then observed a large group of subjects forcefully break an iron gate marked no trespassing and private street signs. But the video shows the protesters walking through the gate, which did not appear to be damaged at the time. Quote, once the gate, once through the gate, the victims advised the group that they were on, they were on a private street and trespassing and told them to leave. The police summary further states quote the group began yelling obscenities and threats of harm to both victims when the victims observed multiple subjects who were armed they then armed themselves and contacted police based upon the couple's account the uh, police called the incident a, th- uh, a case of trespassing and assault by intimidation according to the incident summary no other police reports were filed that night a department spokesperson told fox news so, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this video, you should see these, uh, you know, they're clearly rich people, you know, and they have weapons and they don't know how to use them. So I I want to tell you, if you're a new firearm owner, please, please learn how to use that, use how to use that, learn how to use that properly, learn how to use it safely, take some classes if you have to, read some, <laughs> something on the internet, please, because it could have gone way worse in this situation. Like, I don't know if those guns were loaded or if the safeties were off or anything like that, but, I mean, it could have gone way worse. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. California woman gored by a bison at Yellowstone National Park after getting within 10 feet to take photos. How old is this woman, do you think? Like 16 years old, millennial? Nope. California woman was gored by a bison Yellowstone National Park after she approached the animal while attempting to take a photo. The 72-year-old unnamed woman, she didn't want to release it because she knows she seems like an idiot. The 72-year-old unnamed woman got within 10 feet of the bison multiple times while at her uh, Bridge Bay campgrounds to take photos before it attacked. National Park Services wrote in a press release. The woman sustained multiple goring wounds and received immediate medical attention from park rangers before being flown to uh, Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center for further care. The incident happened on June 25th, less than six weeks after the park reopened its guests to the following shutdown due to the coronavirus pandemic. The park is currently investigating, but Yellowstone's senior bison biologist, Chris Jeremia, here's a senior bison biologist. Anyway, this guy, Chris, he's warning guests to stay at least 25 yards away from wild bison and to move away if they approach or run away to find cover if they charge. That's a lot of, that's a lot of beef coming at you, all right? <laughs> Quote, the series of events that led to an ongoing, uh, led to the goring suggest the bison was threatened by being repeatedly approached to within 10 feet, uh, said Jeremiah in a press release. Bison are wild animals that respond to threats by displaying aggressive behaviors like pawing the ground, snorting, bobbing their head, bellowing, and raising their tail. That's the kind of stuff they should teach in school, right? <laughs> How to tell if the bison's pissed. Um, this is not the first injury since the park reopened. Two days after Yellowstone welcomed back its guests, a visitor was injured by a bison. Bison are ornery lately. After uh, also approaching the wild animal too closely. The woman was reportedly knocked to the ground and injured by the bison in the old faithful upper geyser basin after getting within 25 yards of the animal. 
In addition to keeping yourself safe by minimum distance, by maintaining distance from the wildlife, the Park Service is also urging visitors to keep distance from each other as part of its coronavirus safety regulations. Don't give coronavirus to the bison. What are you thinking? Socially distanced even means animals. You know, dog comes running up to me. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what you got. All right, let's go on to this next story. Texas clerk dodges bullet, fatally shoots suspect trying to pass a counterfeit bill. Second Amendment at work. Uh, a Texas corner store clerk shot and killed a, ro- a robbery suspect Monday night who allegedly first fired at him after trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill, according to reports. The Houston Police Department responded to calls about a robbery taking place at the Super Quick Food Store off Fulton Street in Julia near the North Freeway at around 10 p.m. By the time the officers arrived at the scene, a man had, a man had been shot and, it was transported to, and, and was transported to the hospital where he later died. Quote, luckily and fortunately for the convenience store clerk, he had a gun with him. He was able to return fire. Houston Police Sergeant Jay Horn told KHOU. The suspect, quote, the suspect or the, the suspect or the robber collapsed here at the store where he was transported to the hospital where he died later. That's weird. The man, who has not been identified by authorities, allegedly tried to use a counterfeit $20 bill to make a purchase, but the clerk told him he could not accept the bill, KTRK reported. Police said the robbery suspect then made his way into the clerk's secured area, pulled out a gun, and fired at him at least once within close range, narrowly missing him. The clerk then pulled out a gun of his own and fired at the man, striking him multiple times. Quote, he's very fortunate to be alive right now. We're thinking that the bullet that the robber or suspect fired was only a few inches away from him. Why do they call him Boris the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets, Abby. Horn said the clerk was not harmed, harmed in the incident. No charges have been brought against him. The suspect had a criminal record and was released on parole for a similar alleged robbery incident that happened last summer, KHOU reported, citing police records. So that's just a little story about how the Second Amendment is a good thing. Protect that dude's life. dog just spazzed out all right let's talk about something gross now uh thousands of starfish wash up on south carolina uh, beaches during low tide the beaches and seaside communities in south carolina are teeming with activity as thousands of sea creatures ended up on land Ugh. small starfish washed ashore uh monday during low tide in areas of near the tourist hotspot of myrtle beach we've been there the mass of wriggling critters ended up at the shore of Garden City Beach and in Surfside. Residents and tourists rushed to play with a mass of wriggling starfish, collecting some and putting handfuls of others back in the water. Gross. You people are so gross. Ann Malice Wilson, an interpretive ranger for the Myrtle Beach State Park, told the Sun News that the starfish were known as lined sea stars and can wash up with strong waves depending on the current. Quote, we tend to see more sea creatures when, the, uh, when it's uh, warmer water, she told the paper. Wilson added that people should put the five-legged creatures back in the water, but they should be, but they must be careful since their arms are fragile and can break. Why are you touching them at all? And he, oh, so gross. Starfish sightings increased over the weekend with returning them to sea. Yeah. 
Let them die out there in the sun. Anyway, Dakota Hughes, an aquarist from Ripley's Aquarium, told WPDE-TV that starfish washing up on South Carolina beaches is normal. Quote, we see them more this time of year because they're, uh, there are more living organisms in the intertidal zone for them to feed on, he told the television station. As winter comes, they tend to head back out closer to the shelf. Hughes added, however, in the five years he has worked in the area, he's never seen as many starfish as the ones that washed up in recent days. You can go look for these pictures if you want with starfish at Myrtle Beach, and it is disgusting. Those creatures are so weird looking, so disgusting. I don't know why anyone would want to touch them. They're gross. There's too much gross shit in the oceans. Jellyfish, sand dollars. Starfish! It's all so gross. It's all so gross. You've seen the Europa Report, right? Scary. Scary. Okay, I got two more stories. Wow, 15 minutes ago. Hmm. Maybe I'll get to my rant after all. Alaska man takes fire truck on a joyride, drives 15 miles to a bar. Must be a boring in Alaska. Yeah, an Alaska man allegedly broke into his local firehouse, stole a truck, and then drove with the sirens on for about 15 miles until reaching a bar in a neighboring town, a report said Monday. The suspect, Dawson Cody Porter, was arrested after the joyride on Saturday in front of Fisherman's Bar in the town of Naknek in a local Fox affiliate reported. Porter allegedly used a piece of wood to bust through the window bust through a window in the King Salmon fire station in Eagle River, according to the report. He then got behind the wheel of the truck, hit the sirens, and took off for the bar, bursting through the station's doors and driving about half an hour before climbing out. Jeez, was he already drunk? Quote, Porter caused approximately $10,000 in damage and rendered a a $100,000 piece of fire apparatus inoperable until repairs could be made. Local police told the news station. When he got to the bar, two police officers arrested him on burglary, vehicle theft, and uh, criminal mischief charges, the report said. I guess, I mean, I guess it gets boring in Alaska. I mean, I I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it gets boring in Alaska. Uh, Excuse me. That was a belch that came out out of my throat hole. Okay, let's get into this last story. Maybe I'll do a little bit of my rant later. A boy, five years old, raises over $3,000 for injured firefighter with lemonade stand. I'm not reading that first line, that lead paragraph, that lead line, Fox News. How dare, how dare you? That's stupid. You ever, you ever read uh, an article where it starts out, it was like, oh, the definition, the Webster, Webster's defines racism as, you know, that's such a lazy Shitty writing. Not saying that this is what they did, but sometimes, you know, lazy, lazy writing. Fox News. A five-year-old boy in Missouri helped raise over $3,000 with a lemonade stand for a volunteer firefighter who was injured in a deadly shooting at a local Applebee's last week. Kinlock Fire Protection District firefighter Arlidia Bufford Bufford, Bufford, was eating in a St. John's Applebee's on June 22nd with her best best friend, Kimberly Ratliff Penton, who was Uh, When a random gunman opened fire inside the restaurant, Fox 2 now reports. Ratliff Penton was killed, while Buford and another customer, Lakeisha French, were injured. French's injuries were not life-threatening, and 
Buford, 20, 20 years old, was said to be in critical but stable condition after surgeries last Wednesday, per KDSK. After learning of Buford's story, Cooper Wallweber, five years old, and his older sister, Olivia Boyer, felt compelled to do something good for the first responder. Quote, we were watching the news and were just so touched by her story and felt that we needed to do it for our Lydia. Boyer said in a Sunday interview with Fox and Friends weekend co-host Jebediah Billa. Bila? Billa? Doesn't matter. The brother and sister recently set up shop uh, with a roadside lemonade stand in St. Peter's to benefit Buford. And businesses business boom during the six-hour venture. Three grand in six hours, according to KMOV. To date, the family has raised over $3,000 for the injured firefighter, Boyer told Billa. Kenlock Fire uh, Protection District Chief Kevin J. Stewart described the good deed as inspirational during an especially difficult time. Quote, I got word that there was a little boy out there in St. Charles County that set up a lemonade stand to raise money for our Lydia. This is so amazing. That touched my heart, Stewart told Billa. Quote, of course, we are all heartbroken by what has happened, but to see such a young boy make this conscientious decision on his own and decide to do this for our firefighters, I think we can all take a lesson from this, especially with what's going on in the world. Rebecca Buford, our Lydia's mother, said during the interview, interview that her daughter is in critical but stable and still fighting in the hospital. That's cute. That's, that's an American kid for you. That's an American kid for you. You know? Your heart goes out to these people. It's like, you know, we all, we all know these first responders, you know, especially, you know, I know a lot of people pissed off at the police right now, but I have the same respect for them, for the police as I do for firefighters and uh, EMTs. All right. I got a little bit of beef with the firefighters, but that doesn't matter. I have a lot of respect, a lot of respect for the people who do this job. They are the front line between us and chaos. That's why I love this country. All right. When I was in Navy, there were a dozen times. Dozens of times I wanted to quit and run to Canada, but I swore an oath to the United States Constitution and I didn't want to turn on my fellow Americans. I didn't want to turn my back on my fellow Americans. I didn't want to turn my back on you. I felt it'd be a privilege to be allowed to serve in the U.S. Navy uh, and defend all of you, defend all of your rights, all the rights I've read to you tonight. I felt, uh, felt it to be a privilege because I like those rights. I like having those rights. And so, yes, I will stand up and defend it by sitting in my chair and moving ones and zeros around, getting PowerPoint slides for officers and so forth. Such was my niche. 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 So I did it all for you and a little bit for me. So even, if, even those I disagree with politically, you know, I, I did that for people I disagree with politically. I believe you have the right to peacefully to assemble, you know, and I could have run to Canada, but unfortunately Canada sucks. 25 cigarettes in a pack. What are you thinking? That makes no sense at all. Big giant warning on it. Weird. Anyway, this United States is the finest country that's ever been established. It's the most diverse and tolerant country in the world. Certainly the most uh, tolerant country I've I've ever, ever, I've ever been in. Spain is real weird. Spain was real weird, all right? And here's the thing. When I was in the Navy, you know, the Navy was a, bu- a multicultural bunch. We were a bunch of Americans, so you had, you know, there were some black guys, there were Hispanic guys, there were white guys, there was, you know, there was women, and 
And you would see, like, you go to a foreign country like Spain and you would see other people that you all worked with and you all saw each other as equals. They would get treat, treated different in other countries because of their racism and so forth, their intolerance. I even, there was one guy, uh, he got uh, into an altercation because he thought this guy was a Jew. And he wasn't the Jew. The guy named McCormick was the Jewish guy. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He converted, all right? But this is the finest country that's ever been established, you know? My generation, my generation paid in blood to protect the rights I've read to you tonight. All right? Not me personally, of course, but people like me, people I know out there, people I went to school with, people I served with, they paid in blood to keep, those, keep that in effect. My, my father's generation paid in blood in places like Vietnam. His father's generation paid for blood on the beaches of uh, France, the forests of France and Italy, and even the islands of the Pacific. Because of, because of how great our society is, we need to protect it. And sometimes that means protecting it from foreign enemies and domestic enemies. And I refuse to let all the sacrifice and all the blood that's been spilt in the belief of all the blood that's been spilt by people who swore to defend the U.S. Constitution. They're not, swear, they're not swearing their oath to the president. They're not swearing the oath to any person. They swear it to the ideals of this nation. They swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, and that includes the U.S. Bill of Rights. And I refuse to let that be forgotten or ignored because people... Uh, have, because too many people have laid their life down for a bunch of uninformed idiots walking these streets these days trying to pull down statues of George Washington. Okay, you need to you need to get a uh, you need to get your shit together, America. People have fought and died, fought and died for this country, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let anyone tell me I cannot celebrate the Fourth of July. As far as I'm concerned, it's the most important holiday of the summer. You know, and I know, I know that people out there are going to be celebrating the 4th of July and you're probably not even changing your plans, no matter what anyone says. All right. Most people, they don't necessarily want to go downtown and watch the fireworks. Too many people, you know, it's uncomfortable getting in and out of those kinds of things. Anyway, they would rather have backyard displays. The fireworks stands are all up and running. You can get all your shitty Virginia fireworks if you want, but there's going to be a 4th of July. But telling people that you cannot have a 4th of July, you cannot go to church, but if you want to protest for Black Lives Matter, that's okay. If you want to protest in an anti-fascist kind of way, that's okay. You want to take over like six blocks, fine. You're not going to do contact tracing on people. It's like you're not going to ask people if they've been to a protest to do the contact tracing. Don't you see the constant mistakes, the constant bias that's been going on? Now, it's only, it's only the 4th of July. Coming up, coming up. I know it's not yet. I'm just uh, in an Independence Day kick because I, I I love the 4th of July. It's my favorite summer holiday. <laughs> anyway, I kind of just lost my train of thought. I just derailed it, just derailed it, and the show goes off the rails. Oh, what can you do? Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end this show because, um, yeah, I derailed my, my train of thought. <laughs> I thought I was going somewhere and I didn't. And if you, you watch my um 
my appearance on Scott Wharton's show, you can see that sometimes that happens to me. I'll, I'll just be ranting and ranting and ranting, and it'll, you'll think it's going somewhere, but then the, tra- tra- train, the, the train just runs out of track and <laughs> comes to a grinding halt in a pit of gravel. Anyway, so I want you to have a happy and safe 4th of July. I know you're going to celebrate it no matter what. All right, I, I can't wait for the smell of grills coming on the 4th. It's going to happen. There's going to be guns shooting up in the air. There's going to be fireworks shooting all over neighborhoods. It's like you're not going to stop Americans from being American. And don't let anybody, anybody, your mayor, your governor, even the president himself, you know, tell you you cannot celebrate the 4th of July. That's a bunch of nonsense. I mean, it's the cat's out of the bag. You know, we're all going to get sick of this COVID thing anyway. So, you know, if we wanted to, if we wanted to stop it, we missed our chance. All right. But we're not going to stop. It's going to be a part of our lives from, from now on. Okay, just suck it up. Have a happy and safe Fourth of July. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. If you want to email me, you can email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. I highly recommend you go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and become a patron, and there you can get access to all of our content. And if you want to support co- uh, shows like this one and others that we have, like Scott Wharton Show and the uh, Podcast World Order, Lost in a Long Box, all these shows, you can too can have a show. All you have to do is look into patreon.com slash fxbgpublicradio and you find a way, and you can there you can find a way to become a part of our group and be, have your own show over at patreon.com slash fxbgpublicradio. So I'm the Madman. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. God bless America, and I love you.